Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we had Seder Paula bringing Kamiki Japanese whiskey to Southern California for the first time in the Whiskey Society. We tried their Kamiki Maltage and then the Kamiki Intense Wood. Be sure to tell your friends about the Spirit Guide Society podcast, especially if they want to learn more about the spirits that they love. Cheers to you. Cheers. Ah, yes. Excellent, see? You guys are great. That was really a good slow clap. I don't know, I kind of disagree. I thought it was a little too fast. Too fast? People are excited. People are excited. It's Japanese whiskey. Everyone's all keyed up, right? (laughs) Welcome to the Whiskey Society, everyone. We've got, like I said, some wonderful Japanese whiskey in the house. And this actually is really wonderful Japanese whiskey. Stephanie just tried the uh, the flagship mark, and she's all... Super stoked, and there's some special things about this whiskey that we'll get into that set it apart from probably any whiskey you've ever had in your life. Yeah. So prepare yourselves. We only have three marks tonight, but it's going to be a great education. Please give it up for Mr. Seder Pala from Kamiki Whiskey. Kamiki. So, so, go ahead, Seder. How did, so, how did this brand get started? Yeah, so uh, it's an honor to be here. It's uh, uh, it's been uh, a journey for us to launch Kamiki in the world and also in the U.S. So Kamiki is a very special product. We were inspired by Japanese traditions while curating this product. Uh, in Japan, there is a thousands of years of tradition of making sake and producing alcohol. And one of that tradition was to eat sake in cedar casks. And cedar is a very unique wood, which is... Mainly, I mean, we, we searched uh, quite extensively to learn if any other, not only whiskey, but any other spirit had tried aging in cedar, and we came up with nothing. So basically, uh, it's a celebration liquid in Japan to age uh, local alcohol in cedar. And basically, uh, the alcohol tradition started in a city called Nara, and Nara is known as the Vatican or the holy capital of Japan. The first Empire Palace was built there. The first sake was brewed there. And we called ourselves the whiskey from the Japanese city of temples. And basically, in case if anyone has been or will be, it's a must-see place. And you can see different religions, Shinto, Buddhist, Tengri, all, all shrines and temples next to each other. And especially one of the temples had an important place for us. Uh, which was uh, called Omiwa Temple, which was which is known as the alcohol temple, over a 2,000-year-old alcohol temple and the Shinto shrine, with the aim of uh, you know pushing and telling people with the moderation, with the this, uh, with the mindful drinking, and we were we just wanted to take part of uh, that legacy, and we we asked whether the shrine priest could come and bless our whiskey. And which is a process not only special for us, could, could be anyone uh, able to do it, but really, we really want to take part of it. So basically, uh, Omiva priests uh, are, are blessed, have blessed our whiskey, and, uh, and, and in return we, we support them with a portion of our business back to the temple. So they come and they bless the whiskey. Do they drink the whiskey? Uh, yes, they, that's that's. I mean, that's an alcohol temple. They they not only drink, but they also sell 
uh, local alcohols. Not sake, whiskey, but sake. So, so sake is a lot lower proof, you know? So yeah. how is the extractive quality different? So if you put something like sake, that's, that's just like wine, putting wine in a cedar barrel. But you're putting whiskey in a cedar barrel. Yes. That's much more intense in terms of its stringency yeah. to pull flavors from the wood. Yeah. When you were first experimenting with that, did it come out like too strong? Yes. Or what was, what was it like when you so first started? Cedar is a very, very uh, strong wood. So basically I brought a, a mini version here. And if anybody wants to have a smell, it was, it's kind of more floral and more, uh, more scented. But cedar is a very strong wood and mm -hmm. it's used without charring. So in, in while producing local alcohol, you don't char the, the casks. So we had many experiments and we, we really killed the whiskey actually. So basically, if you are overaging it, uh, it's kind of uh, really risking the liquid. It's a very delicate balance not to overage it. Uh, well, so aren't, traditionally, like cedar, I know uh, they like you put cedar in your closet to keep the moths from getting on your, uh -huh. you know, nice cashmere sweater or whatever. And now, I would think that that's kind of like if you can use it as as a, like a natural fumigant. Uh -huh. That it might be kind of toxic. It might be like kind of super intensely strong. I mean, there's a reason why uh -huh. people have a tendency to use American oak because it's a, it's a dry, flexible hardwood. Definitely. It doesn't have much sap. It's very, it's super dry. Like yeah. if you make a barrel out of pine, for instance, the pine tar uh -huh. is going to turn whatever you put into that barrel uh -huh. into something really, really intensely bitter. Yeah. Because it's so, so much tannins in, in the, in the pitch of yeah. the wood. How does cedar compare to like oak? Well, oak is definitely is the basis to make the whiskey. Our whiskey is aged in oak. And without oak, you cannot make a whiskey at all to give that nice and, and color and the, the tannins and the, the whiskey taste. So without oak, uh, and no, no whiskey can exist. But what we do is that we, mass, we age in oak uh, and we, we buy aged liquid, so we're blending it. And then we're second aging uh, in cedar casks. So, Basically, the cedar is giving some notes that oak is not able to, to activate. Because there's a, the, 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 the interaction of the whiskey with the, with the cask is three-way. Three Maybe some of, some of you learned. So basically, uh, when you put a liquid into the cask, uh, first, the number one thing that happens is basically uh, the, the liquid absorbs some flavors out of the, whis out of the, the cask. The second interaction of the liquid and the wood is that basically some of the, the flavors of the whiskey is absorbed by the wood. So, so if you think of uh, like you're making a, like a, a sand castle, you, you just you know, take the, the, the part of it. So basically it's rounding up. The third thing that happens when you put a whiskey in the, the cask is basically something new happens. So when the liquid and the cask interacts, a third, a new flavors you know, come up. So, and you need, you need a delicate wood, which is very uh, gentile food uh, you, you, that shouldn't be overriding the whiskey. So basically, oak is a must, and that's what we use in our initial aging. The cedar is giving some notes. So basically, the, the timing is quite short in the cedar. So it's just we're, a little cedar cask finish on yes, there. We're, how, we're, how big are these cedar casks that you're using? Like, it's obviously a lot bigger than this, yes. right? Yeah, we're, tossing, we're using um, like uh, 
A thousand liters. A thousand liters. So is that like as big as a washing machine? How big are those? Have you seen the actual cedar barrels? Uh, yes, yes. Can uh, you get into it like a hot yes, tub? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I it's like how, a small, small, uh, like a mashing uh, cask. Like but, a mashing tun then. But yeah, you can jump in, but I mean, maybe three three people. Okay. Three, four, not, right. not much. <laughs> I wouldn't be jumping in, but anyway. You won't uh, be jumping in? I'd I, jump in a barrel of whiskey. Hell yeah. 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 Well, um, so... So what happens is basically the cedar is giving some notes that is not uh, present in oak. So usually cedar is a, a very special wood. It's used in, in Japanese temples, burning temples, uh, to give nice scent to calm the spirit and the mind. Mm -hmm. And it's used to build temples and it's uh, also to age local alcohol like sake. And, uh, and we were the first ones to try it with whiskey. They also have shoju in Japan. So is there a tradition of aging shoju in cedar as well? Well, not that I know. I mean, what, what, my, my knowledge is not extensive, but uh, having been in the Japanese spirit business, I don't recall any soju that is aged in the uh, Yoshinosugi, the Japanese cedar casks. But this is not a rice distillate. This is made from malted barley. Yes. And you guys are buying this product from Scotland, Ireland? We buy it from abroad. And we buy from local distilleries in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, some some small distilleries. Uh, one is called um, uh, one from Wakayama, one from Okinawa. Some others. Uh, we're uh, so we're getting small uh, distilleries, malt whiskies, and buying whiskies from abroad, but not only Scotland, uh, from different parts of the world. Oh, so and not just Scotland, Ireland too, maybe. I mean, there is no single geographical location that I can uh -huh. uh, finger point. Okay. So it could be England, Belgium, Denmark, America. Okay. The rest of the world. We, we just tend to say rest of the world because we're trying to stick to the, uh, the taste profile and basically it, it, it's like the God's act. I mean, if, uh, is, there any, is there any corn distillate? No, it's just 100% malted barley. So yeah. There's no bourbon in here, no rye whiskey, right? Yeah. Just want to know? Come on, American malt. But aged, aged in the American oaks in, in the first three, three over six years, uh, three, three years. And this first mark, is there an age statement on it? So the first mark that we're tasting is basically, uh, this is not a commercial product. So this is one of the rare occasions we do this. So basically this is Kamiki plant before entering into a cedar cask. Oh, so this has no cedar on no it? No cedar. So this is just beginning of the journey. And who's your master blender? Who decides like where to buy the different casks from abroad, mm -hmm. and then and you're aging them in Japan, or are they being aged abroad as well? I mean, no, we age in Japan, so we okay. have a local master. Uh, but the basically a part of the whiskey that we source uh, is is aged in um, the initial aging is happening in Japan and abroad. Okay. But the second aging, the second part of aging, which is in the cedar, is happening in Japan. Right. Okay. And uh, we're using a finest spring water, which is from uh, Wakayama, which is known as the land of uh, land of gods. Uh, it's the there's a holy uh, uh, waterfall, and uh, it's it's quite unique. And that's the water that you use to proof your whiskey down with. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's uh, near the Pacific uh, coast of Japan. So let's get into this first mark here, the Kamiki Maltage. Stick your nose in that glass, breathe uh, gently this, this, through your mouth. This is the one before... So this isn't the Maltage? So this is the one with, uh, before aging in the uh, cedar. So, so it does have some color on it. So do you age it in another barrel before it goes into the cedar? It's uh, aged in oak. In oak, okay. Just oak. Oh, so this one... This is Kamiki 
before entering into the oh, Cedar Oh, this is just a sample for our tasting here just tonight. Just a sample for the this tasting. This is not available This is not commercially oh, available. Oh, that table oh, red. It's got white paper I like it. So, Always drink the bottles that have a funky label like someone wrote with a Sharpie. Yeah. Go for that. Every time you get a chance to drink bottles that have been written in Sharpie, go for it. Because it's not commercially available, but just for the occasion we, we wanted to bring. To, 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 to let you enjoy uh, the, the effect of cedar. So as a consumer, what I might say is that when I first entered into the whiskey world, uh, this Highlands, uh, Isla or Space House, and all, all had a different um, taste profile, and it's hard to find under one brand uh, such different profiles because it's, then you need to go for a blended product. So what we wanted to do is basically uh, in this journey is that uh, if you buy Kamiki Original, Kamiki Maltage, and then you buy Kamiki Intense, which is extra aged, double aged in the cedar cast, you'll be able to, uh, to enjoy this journey at home with your friends, with your close friends, okay. without going back, without going flying to Japan, to, to, to see how it tastes. So basically, our motto, our, our motive is uh, to bring the taste of Japan in a bottle to the world, as if you're walking in a cedar forest in Nara, and we're sourcing our cedar casks uh, from Nara, where, this, this, uh, where our story is taking place. Okay. And basically, uh, it's, uh, there's a big mountain called uh, Yoshino Mountain, uh, Yoshinosugi means Japanese cedar, uh, so we're, we're sourcing our cedar casks from the woods made from the Nara region. Oh, cool. And, uh, and also our name is called Kami-iki, which means God's bread. And the reason why is the temple that, that's blessing us is protecting a mountain. It's a holy mountain called Miwa, known as the mountain of God. And the, the, the priests are kind of gatekeeping the mountain. You cannot go before 10 a.m., you have to come down before four o'clock. You cannot bring food. You cannot camp. Just it's a very restricted place. Very sacred place. Very sacred place. And because of all the beautiful winds uh, coming from the mountain of God, we want to name our whiskey Kami Iki, which means God's bread uh, in Japanese. Beautiful. All right. So let's try this one. Yeah, Kim. What we, I'm sorry if I missed it. Uh, what's the proof on this? Uh, it's uh, a 9.6 proof, so 48 percent alcohol. 48%, so just, just under 100 proof. Stick your nose in that glass. That higher alcohol content should push that flavor profile forward. Yeah. So what food words come to mind, you guys, as you smell this kamiki with actually not available on the market at all? You guys are some of the first like folks yeah. to try this. Say again? Nice. Molasses, molasses, dates, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's more like a molasses. I get that toasted grain in there. It definitely smells like that malted barley I'm thinking it reminds me a little bit like maybe Ardmore like a Highland a toasty Highland malt so now tap it over your tongue what else comes next guys what what else comes to mind here oh that's really good but no age statement do you have an estimation as to what the age of the spirit that you're buying uh minimum three years Minimum uh, two years, wow. Three, minimum oh, three. three. Years. Okay. So, I mean, there is just one brutal fact is there is a shortage of supply in Japan. So, if you're able, if you were to put as a statement on the product, uh, it's going to be very hard to sustain that. Um, we're we're trying to go for older age statements. I mean, uh, let's say I might say that the, the ranges you're tasting today are minimum five year old. Um, just having said that, we want to stick to a, like a minimum three year old. Age, mm -hmm. yet it's it's kind of hard to put an age statement on a Japanese whiskey, 
as the shortage of supply prevents that. So, if you guys aren't familiar with like the laws in Japan are a little bit different. In order to call it Japanese whiskey, it doesn't all have to be made in Japan. They can teaspoon their whiskey there, meaning take some Japanese whiskey, and and essentially, in Japan, if you buy the whiskey and you're Japanese, then it becomes Japanese whiskey, and they can bottle it and call yeah, it Japanese yeah, whiskey I mean, once they've sourced it. Yeah, I mean, there are some laws uh, being worked on. I mean, I heard that uh, there's a Tokyo Spirits competi whiskey competition. They want to impose uh, some Japan-made whiskey, which is blended, and Japanese whiskey, uh, which is 100% distilled in Japan. Um, so, so basically, we're, we're quite transparent that we're, we're not... Uh, we we're sourcing also from abroad, I mean, mm -hmm. non-Japan. So, so that was just for educational purposes, that beautiful 96 proof yeah, spirit there, really rich malted barley. It reminds me of a really good Highland single malt. Yeah. So now this, you have, is this the malt yes, right here? Yes, this okay. is the one, uh, this is our commercial, the, let's say the, the leading variant. And we're kind of launching it here tonight. This is the first time that I've tried this. Uh -huh. And has anyone else tried the Kamiki here in this room? We've got a lot of whiskey heads in here and no one's tried it. So <laughs> some of the first folks here in Southern California. How long has this brand been on the market here in Southern California? Uh, for a year. A year? Yes. What the hell? How come we never come in here before? My goodness. Well, it's, You couldn't it's, find us? We're on the second floor. Uh, we, we found it actually. Stephanie has uh, asked for uh, multiple times. The only thing that showed us, uh, she stopped us, was the, the second version, which is Kamiki Intense. So basically, Intense was just launched last month. So we only had the two SKUs recently available. So that's why we, we were late to come. So just as a result, we brought the uh, sample, non-commercial sample, to have a three-way tasting. So we could do the nice whiskey society. Got to have a few yeah. marks at least. Yeah. All right, so here it is. The Kamiki Maltage finished in cedar casks. Stick your nose in that glass. It definitely smells like cedar right off the bat. It's like, wow. Yeah. Getting like baby powder a little bit. Baby powder? <laughs> I, get, I smell gingerbread too. Like a confluence of the cedar with the American oak. Is it kind of like molasses and ginger? Yeah. Well, so basically the, so the, the one that you had before is actually, uh, all, we don't change anything in the blend, so you can easily spot the effect of cedar wood on the liquid, uh, which is is a nice. It brings experience. a peppery note too. So it's interesting that you use cedar as incense in Japan. I mean, we use it as incense here as well. But yeah. you know, Japanese oak, the mizunara, it brings a lot of kind of incense notes to whiskey when you when you put. Yeah. whiskey and in Mizunari kind of gives it like a sandalwood essence. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that perhaps part of the Japanese angle on whiskey are those kind of incense flavors. Yeah, and Mizunara is uh, traditionally known as Mongolian uh, oak, mm -hmm. and which is kind of more wild. Mongolia. Yeah. And it's kind of a wild, still that wild version of oak. So it's not like the ones we have in the US or in Europe. So. Mizunara, so because it's kind of a, let's say, a recently um, uh, domesticated wood, or let's say, being, so basically the, the still you can have some harsh or some bitter notes that you can have 
that you have versus American oak. Right. Uh, or Which gives you those nice, nice vanillins nice. and caramel yeah. notes. Yeah. And, yeah. So what do you guys get as you tap this over your tongue? What comes to mind? This malted barley mixing with this cedar cask. I totally, I totally get gingerbread. It's funny. Yeah, gingerbread. I mean, I, I citrus. I get a little so orange. Mocha as well. is actually really, you know, clink uh, with my mind. It's kind of chocolatey too. Say again, gingery, right? I like the texture though too. It feels really oily and rich on the on the, the mouth feel. It has a long sure. finish. Some say some say it has a scent of sandalwood. I have even, I mean, um, the green tea. Green so, tea, interesting. Yeah, some green notes are funnel and the green tea. Uh, but basically, the, the gimmick is, even though if you're a first-time whiskey drinker and we've put uh, on all these tables, uh, um, like all the, the whiskeys you see in the bar, and we ask from you to pick up Kamiki, you can easily spot it because the cedar is such a unique... Yeah, it's very uh, distinct. Very distinct. So even though if you're a first-time whiskey drinker, you can easily spot Kamiki out of uh, a blind tasting. And how long is it finished in the big thousand liter cedar so cask? We, we have uh, multiple casts. So, so we're still talking about uh, a shy, let's say, uh, months periods of uh, aging in the cask. So that's a flash finish. In the world of whiskey, that's a very short amount that's of time. That's a short amount of time. Just but that's the reason. It does. But the cedar is quite strong. I mean, uh, for example, okay, sake is a very... Uh, gentle uh, product uh, but we're talking about a couple of weeks in Japan when they want to when you want to age sake because of the strong uh, the aromas that you have from the cedar so basically we have not only we just we're not able to stick to one single month or week uh, so we have like uh, varying amounts of aged liquids and we just take from them till, till we, we, we get the right portion um, and the only the other gimmick is uh, the, the, the seasons in Japan are harsh, meaning there are more extre extremes. It's not like Scotland or uh, Canada. You have a hot, you, you have a really hot summer. You might have sometimes cold winter, though it's more uh, mild. So basically, you can think of um, the aging process in Kentucky or the bourbons. Mm -hmm. So it's the extremities are higher in Japan versus versus Scotland, where the the where it kind of stays. Very yeah. mild, temperate all so year long. That's why we're using uh, different amounts of uh, whiskeys uh, in stock. Yeah, so right now these, you're not distilling your own whiskey We're, we're yet. blanding. Yeah, just no, blending. You don't yeah. have stills working or anything no. like that. We're aging, we're blanding, we're diluting. And you're, you're diluting. You yeah. bring it down to proof. So yeah. that's the, the local water is in the, in the proof. Yeah. How, what's the proof when it goes into these cedar? 60, uh, 120 usually. 120. 120. And Sandra, if I was going to buy a bottle of this at my local liquor store, you know how much it's going to cost here I in California? I think it costs $70, 75 dollars. 70 to $75 for the Kamiki Maltage. Really unique. That cedar is very, yeah. very different from anything um, else I've ever had. So basically, uh, there's a big competition. We have over 20, 22 awards globally, uh, the best in their category. Uh, last year, we, we entered into the Ultimate Spirits Challenge, which is kind of the key buying guide for the, the trades, tradesmen. And we, we had a score of 95 out of 100, and we got the, the Chairman's Trophy. Uh, so we were, uh, wow. we had, there were Yamazaki 12, Hibiki, and some uh, Toki were in the competition. 
I get like a spearmint on the finish. It's got this kind of interesting, super verdant green note in there. Like you were talking about, Kim, I get like a little bit of fern on the nose, but like on the finish, it's like really sharp spearmint kind of thing happening. It's really good. It reminds me a little bit of a rye whiskey because it's got such a full yeah. mouthfeel. It doesn't, it, it smells like single malt whiskey, but it feels more like a rye whiskey on your tongue. Right on. So Stephanie's coming around with the third mark here, and this is... Intense Wood. Intense Wood. Yeah. You guys need to think about that name. Right? No, <laughs> it's cool. It's Intense Wood. So tell us, what does the Intense Wood consist of? Uh, intense Wood is basically aged longer in cedar casks. So we, we, are, we just wanted to step further in the experimental zone, the, the risk and the, bound, the boundaries of right. push, the, know, limits push the limits bit. and uh, risk of losing some of the time. Our, uh, our uh, loss rate is higher in this product, which is basically rising the, the cost and the price. But it's kind of uh, age extra. We age uh, longer in cedar casks. So some of the older cedar casks we're using are uh, up to six months, I might six say. Six months, up to, wow. But a very small portion of it and uh, so basically this is kind of a, a, a means for you to, to try to see the effect of uh, long aging in a unique wood so so basically there was a slight peat in the uh, in the formula but when you age when you try this one uh, the, the, the peat is almost, is, is much, much less. There's, so you bought some peated whiskey here? There is some peated whiskey in the okay. blend, okay. which is not hardly, I mean, very visible, but you can see the effect of how cedar uh, is during its journey, giving its effect and dominating the liquid. Because basically the one that you're going to be trying is basically the Kamiki Maltage. The, the one. You can't tell me any of the distilleries that you're buying from? Um, you can't name just one. Come on. Uh, we, Come we're, on. We, we're working with that. Glen Farquist, um, Glen Fittick, Ardmore. Ah, no. Somebody. I told you, Matt, you, you said Japanese ones. No. Um, so we, we, we source for... Uh, Somebody big, right? Come on. No. I can't name maybe a you Japanese distillery. Okay, okay. Japanese distillery, all but... Right, all right, yeah, no. How much are you guys able to put out? Like, are you currently available in all 50 states here in no, America? No, we're only... In, we're kind of in the uh, 15 states, but California is the big chunk and New York. Yeah. But our big chunk of business is California, and, the, California. and biggest one is Southern California. So I might say we're focusing more on LA and San Francisco in our overall business. So it's not, I might say, very visible in the rest of the markets, but we have, we just started in, uh, in Hawaii. If anybody is there, you, know, you might come across a few liquor shops all right and oh, I'm down new, to go new york and drink some and new york and um what are you guys getting on this one here with the uh, the intense one i've got some like cinnamon in this mix yeah. now like with the these like verdant notes say again holiday pie holiday pie yeah totally what pie holiday pie like holiday a christmas pie. yeah or like a christmas cake maybe something like that do you, and do now you? tap it over your tongue and take note of the, what were you gonna say considering this is all blended how much do you guys keep a consistent product from bottling to bottling? Or does every bottling have a new flavor associated with it? Well, very, very well question. We are, uh, you, we're using batch numbers and batch production. So, so uh, if you notice that there's a batch number in each bottle, 
So it's hard to, to stick to immediately same taste profile in each batch. Uh, so I believe what we're having today is batch number one or two. So each time we increase our, use a different uh, ratio, we, we increase the batch. So anyway, it's about 95% same taste profile, but it's, uh, that's why we wanted to give kind of a room for us to, to, to be able to, to move around. So every batch bottling is going to have a different flavor associated. It's, uh, basically, we're just quite transparent. We're, we're blending it and the, the taste profile might differ from each batch to each batch, and that's why we're, we're, we're numbering the batches. I'm interested, the, the peatiness plays really interestingly with the cedar to me. I'm getting like these like inky chocolate notes and like almost like iodine and cinnamon in there as well. Do you spot the difference between two? Yeah, definitely. The intense comes across yeah. with, the, with a lot more of those like green cedary notes, but it plays in a different way, like a confluence of flavors takes on something else. Like yeah. it's different from the first one in that they kind of build on each other in yeah. a way that creates something completely new. Yeah. Basically, the, the, mm -hmm. the wood is um, uh, the enemy as, as well for the master blender. So basically, that I've, I've seen one chart. So by the time passes, so if we, we see a whiskey, uh, if we put like Y and X axis, uh, the effect of the wood and the effect of the master blender, by the time, the effect of the master blender is just coming down and down. And the effect of the wood is increasing and dominating. So there's a, a perfect spot where they both meet. And that's the place where the, the effect of the, the, the master and the effect of the, the wood is, is in balance. So usually uh, there are nice age-stated scotch whiskies. Uh, but when you pass over a certain number of years, you 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 try you taste some dull whiskey even though you know it's maybe 30 year old 21 year old and you pay a, a, a lot of money and the taste is not that good so so sometimes i i personally prefer the ones that have less age stated and morally like 12 year olds better than 18 year olds because you can see the the effect of the the whiskey master and the, the wood more in balance, whether one is dominating each. Well, for sure. Sometimes like 18 years in a barrel will actually mellow the whiskey out more than what you might want. Some people really go for the 18-year-old marks, but a lot of people think that like single malt scotches, yeah, especially yeah. peak around 16 years, they might actually yeah. prefer a 12-year or a 14-year-old yeah, yeah, 12, mark. 18, and then, but it's definitely effect of the, the liquid and the... But this intense wood is really elegant. It reminds me of like Christmas cake. You get all these like molasses like that, spicy a spice cake with some like dried fruit in there like candied cherries and cranberries yeah what's that italian cake called panettone panettone that's what it is it's panettone in a glass yeah i get that that steak vibe though i'm getting spice but i do get the that earthiness that you're talking about like the kind of the umami character for sure that's beautiful and how much is that going to run me in my local liquor store uh 85 to 89 dollars Wow, beautiful stuff. 85 to 89. So intense wood is uh, like very limited in allocation. Uh, so we have less availability, but... Uh, Where can we find them? We have uh, Kamiki in the Bevmos. Uh, in Kamiki intense wood, uh, I know in Laguna Beach, high time, wine and spirits. Okay, okay. Right, I need to check if... Probably K&L wine up here in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
So intense food might be less available so all, overall, but it's... Uh, uh, and we partner with Cigar and Spirits magazine for the intense food. So basically we do pairings. Okay. If anybody's a cigar smoker, especially the, the cedar, uh, as the cigars I kept in cedar box. Right. So the taste is quite familiar. Well, they give you cedar in the cigar box so you can light your cigars with the cedar. That's what the cedar's mm, that's, for. That's, that's the truth. What's on the horizon for you guys? Are you going to start distilling your own spirits in Japan? Well, you know, anything can happen. So why not? <laughs> Hopefully, one day. And do you guys have any other marks coming out yes. soon? What, what are some of the so marks you're So basically, uh, we're launching uh, another version called Kamiki Sakura. So Kamiki Sakura Wood is basically coming. We just got uh, last week or the week before FDA approval. So it's the world's first Sakura cask finished whiskey. Um, Sakura is known as the Japanese cherry wood. Oh, uh, cherry wood, wow. So some, it's like the cherry blossom, the Sakura festival. So we wanted to uh, try something, uh, again, test the limits. So uh, one of the best spots to enjoy Sakura blossom, which is a very uh, important tradition in Japan, known as Hanami is taking place in Tokyo and also uh, Yoshino Mountain in Nara. So Sakura is, uh, has been, there are like, I think, 20,000 Sakura woods in the, near the Yoshino Mountain that were planted by priests since thousands of years, at least for uh, like 1500s. And, uh, and we wanted to bring another wood from Nara region and we, 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 we aged our whiskey in Sakura. Wood. Very interesting. So we, what we do is basically we take the Kamiki maltage or the original, and then uh, we, we 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 age a second time, a third time, in sakura wood. So basically, it's aged in oak, and then in cedar, and then finally in sakura. Cast. Interesting. Well, you'll have to come back, and we'll do another little launch. Hopefully, here. once that is available right uh, in couple couple months time. Uh, we'll be able to, to, to do another tasting. All right. Does anyone else have any questions for Seder about the Kamiki whiskey here from Japan? Uh, Seder, think, what were you going to say? I'm, I'm just curious. Um, did you like it? And oh yeah? yeah? Yeah. Very delicious. Thank so, you. So we're very excited. And uh, so Whiskey Society is, is a special for, place for us and hope you You'll enjoy Kamiki in your homes. That's right. And Buy a bottle of Kamiki for your home bar. And uh, put it on Instagram. Or get some at the front bar. Yeah. <laughs> so thank well, you. guys, you. let's give it up for Seda Paula from Kamiki Whiskey in Japan. Thank you very much, man. Really, really great stuff. Yeah, maybe pick some up. It's a good holiday whiskey. Reminds me of that, like, that spice cake. It's definitely, like, going into holiday season, you can bring something new to the table for your, your Christmas party that you go to or what have you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget.
Drink to remember. 